sauce it, toss it, and blues it. And my friends, you've got this week's Blabbing in the Bluegrass in a nutshell. And you won't want to miss a minute, because for starters, we'll be spotlighting a barbecue sauce that is gradually gaining popularity across Henderson County and throughout the region, and with good reason. It's called Lawrence Barbecue Sauce, and the creator of Lawrence, Kevin Ferguson, will tell us how it all got started and how you can get a bottle. It's easier than you think. Afterwards, we'll get a taste of the blues with One Shot Johnny. They are a three-piece blues band from Greensburg, Kentucky that's been singing and playing together since 1997. They've been around the block once or twice, to say the least. So they're going to talk to us about their experiences, and then I'm going to play a track off of their latest album released just this past year in 2020. So strap yourself in, and let's stroll into Blabbing in the Bluegrass, episode 11 of season 2. Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Madisonville to Madison County, Springfield to Springdale, we've got you covered on Blabbit in the Bluegrass, exploration and celebration of all things Kentucky. I'm Sam Moore, here at the rather spring-like five-star North Quail Motel in beautiful Henderson, KY. The sun is beating down on me here through the window. A sure sign that spring is about to spring. And it's only fitting that we're discussing barbecue sauce on the show today, specifically Lawrence barbecue sauce. I know a lot of you are thinking ahead to that very first cookout of the season. If you're not hosting one, chances are you'll be invited to one. So you need to know about Lawrence barbecue sauce. It is produced right here in Henderson County, Spotsville to be exact. Kevin Ferguson is the creator of Lawrence. So how did it get the name Lawrence if Kevin created it? Well, he and I will chat about that momentarily. And as we will hear, regardless of where you live across this great commonwealth, it is possible to get your hands on a bottle of the sweet and tangy bliss that comes with the territory of Lawrence Barbecue Sauce. So Kevin will give us those details as well. And afterwards, in case you haven't put this together, barbecue and blues go together hand in hand. And so we will focus our attention on a three-piece blues band from South Central Kentucky. They call themselves One Shot Johnny, even though the band consists of Randy, Jeremiah, and Joe. No Johnny in the band, so we'll perhaps just maybe... Get the 411 on how they stumbled upon the band name One Shot Johnny. We will also find out about their background, future plans, and best of all, we will hear one of their musical selections. This is from their newly released album in 2020. The track is called Mad, Tired, and Hungry. 
Now we'd all be lying if we said we've never been there. So we can we can relate for sure, and I know we'll all be tapping our toes to this rather upbeat blues tune when the uh, time comes to hear it. So before we get to One Shot Johnny and first Kevin Ferguson, I do want to remind you that I am just an email away. If you have questions, comments, any kind of feedback about the show, bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. There's also the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page. I strongly encourage you to like and follow that. All of my previous episodes are on the page. If you missed a few or you'd like to go back and hear some of them again to get specific information, they're all right there for you, for your listening pleasure. And you can stay up to date with uh, additional information as it's posted. Make comments, leave messages. I love hearing from you via that Facebook medium as well. So don't be shy. I plan on being in this for the long haul. Keep those ideas coming. And before we get to Kevin, the creator of Lauren's Barbecue Sauce, I do have yet another bluegrass brain buster hot off the press. I do want to point out first that I've noticed that a lot of us are brand loyal when it comes to our sodas. We'll drink mainly Coke or mainly Pepsi. For some of us, it's RC Cola. But one particular community here in Kentucky leads not only the Commonwealth, but the nation in per capita annual consumption of Pepsi Cola. I want you to identify this community. Again, name the Kentucky community which annually leads the nation in per capita consumption of Pepsi Cola. Enjoy our guests, learn some stuff, stew on this question, and we will have the answer at the conclusion of today's program. Good luck, gang. Proudly presenting a brand name of the bluegrass. So today we have our very first brand name of the bluegrass, and it is a very unique, intriguing flavor that is catching on rapidly and starting to take the region by storm. And it's in a region that's definitely well known for its one-of-a-kind barbecue. This is Lauren's Barbecue Sauce. And if you haven't heard of it already, well, that's why we're here. But you're really missing out, and we're going to fill you in on it today. Here to give us the scoop is the creative uh, creator and founder himself, Mr. Kevin Ferguson. Kevin, we're mighty glad to have you today. Now, this is named after your daughter, Lauren, as the yes. name might suggest. Now, how old is Lauren? Uh, Laura's 23 now. Okay, cool stuff. So uh, <laughs> I guess she sort of helps out with the uh, preparation of this from time to time? Uh, she does a little marketing from time to time on, the, uh, on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Okay, um, awesome. And she, uh, she checks the stores every now and again. <laughs> cool stuff. But you created the recipe, right? Uh, I did. It's kind of a combination of uh, two different recipes. Can't tell you how long ago it's been, but back uh, several years ago, there was a Memphis and May barbecue contest during the Handy Fest, the WC Handy Blues and Barbecue Festival. Oh, yeah, I remember those barbecue cook-offs. Yep, and I was a member of uh, one of the cooking teams there, and we used uh, some friends of mine recipes there. Uh, and then my uncle, when we did family reunions, he had his own barbecue sauce. And I kind of combined the two and then 
uh, played with it for years and uh, finally come up with the recipe that I have today. How about that? So a little trial and error and <laughs> the rest, as they say, is history. Now, how many of those cook-offs have you partaken in? Because I know there have been several. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how many we did back uh, back in the day because we did them in uh, Henderson and Evansville. Okay, so you did it regionally. Yeah, yeah. So we, we did it for several years there before everybody uh, started uh, getting better jobs and jobs they couldn't we couldn't get together as much, so. I understand, but you you are a seasoned pro. Now, Kevin is in Spotsville. For those of you not familiar, that is a, a, a rocking suburb of Henderson, but he's out here in the county, so he's close enough to Henderson that we claim him, and this barbecue sauce is made locally. I'd always, uh, I'm always privileged to help my fellow Hendersonians in promoting their products. Now, talk a little bit about... Um, your background, Kevin, and uh, tell us how you first entered the realm of barbecue. Well, it was like, uh, like I said, back uh, when all of me and my friends got together and we were doing the Memphis in May contest, basically, because uh, I went to work right out of high school and then uh, I joined the Air Force. And then when I come back from the Air Force and uh, my friends and I would all get together and barbecue in the backyard. And then they started the Memphis and May contest at the Handy Fest. And we decided we were going to enter. And we did. And awesome. That's how it all came about. And yeah, I just and, uh, <laughs> you, uh, you're also a former fire chief out there in Spotsville. So, <laughs> just fire chief, yeah. so you uh, did the barbecue thing on the side to compliment that for a while. So you've got yep. uh, quite an interesting background to say the least. There's lots of things that I could go on about. I'm an assistant track coach. I coach pole vaulting on a couple of different businesses. So, yeah. Okay. So, see, you you dabble in sports and you you know a lot about a lot of different things. So, there's <laughs> there's something to be said for that. Now, yep. uh, tell us about your most influential barbecue idols and uh, explain how they have uh, inspired or assisted you in perfecting your craft. I really don't know that I have an idol. My uncle was always good at barbecue and uh, we did family reunions and, you know, I'd always help them. And then now that uh, my uncles and them have gotten older now, it's uh, his son and myself that do the barbecue for our family reunions. So uh, okay. that's probably, probably about it. I don't watch a lot of barbecue cooking shows. I just, you know, I've learned through the years how to do it and I just kind of do it on my own. They'll say, there's a number of them on TV, but uh, <laughs> you, you don't need their help. In fact, you'll, <laughs> you'll have your own show one of these days with any luck. So we'll, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll keep our ears and eyes peeled for that, Kevin. Now, yeah. uh, <laughs> we talked about how you came up with the recipe, and it's a combination of two, like you were uh, discussing. And, um, yeah. Have you have you tweaked it at all through the years or changed it in any way? Oh yeah, it's it's been tweaked up into the point where um, where we bottled it. Uh, I uh, you know we would barbecue in the backyard and we would have big barbecues and uh, friends would say, "Hey, you need to open a restaurant," and I'm like, "No, I've already got two businesses going and I got other things going on with uh, being a track coach and." coaching right. on the kids that I do 
And I said, I'll tell you what, let me see if we can find a bottler nearby and we'll see if they can match it and we'll just put it in bottles and sell it. And that's what I did. That's a, a nice plan to sort of substitute the, the restaurant agenda. And I tell you, it's worked out nicely for you so far. Now, with a number of unique barbecue sauces produced both regionally and nationally, tell us, Kevin, what makes Lawrence Barbecue Sauce the granddaddy of them all? Uh, you know, it's just overall tastes good. It's good on a variety of items. I mean, I've uh, put it on catfish. I've had friends of mine that bought it, that just sit around and use it as a dipping sauce for chips. Um, oh, how about that? You know, and through the years, I mean, uh, I'm a hunter. We, we've put it on just about every kind of wild game you can put it on. Uh, and it just pretty much tastes good on everything. I mean, it's, it even says on the bottle, good on all meats. Uh, but that, but like I said, I've put it on catfish and tried it and, uh, you know, people dipped it with chips. So, and, yeah, you know, I, I had some people that bought it that's told me, said, you know, my husband, he just goes and gets it out of the fridge and dumps it in the bowl and just eats chips with it. So gotta love that. <laughs> so if it's good you know on chips i you know it's pretty much good on everything we've had it on squirrel rabbit um deer um, see <laughs> when you say good on all meats you mean it <laughs> yeah definitely chicken pork all that it's it's definitely good on chicken and pork and everything else now are there are there multiple varieties or is it all just one sauce uh it's all just one sauce now we have done um uh, it's a, a different uh, recipe based on this one, but just slightly different. Uh, we done a fundraiser for uh, the Henderson County track and field team of which we can change the labels. We actually put their own label on the bottles okay. with the other recipe and they sold it as a fundraiser. Awesome. That's well, one of the options that we have is that uh, labels are not so expensive that we can't just uh, call the bottler and uh, design the labels and send them the labels and they can, pretty much as a fundraiser put anybody's label on it and sell it you know any any groups sure yeah that's <laughs> that could definitely work in your favor and i'll tell you when when it's good on everything including chips you don't <laughs> need more than one variety so <laughs> if it ain't broke don't fix it now yeah, so there's plans there's plans to put to do it more but with COVID and things, and I've just been busy. I have another, uh, the company that actually pays all my bills that I actually work in every day, it's been really busy during COVID. So oh, wow. I haven't had time to play with it much. Well, that's all right. You've got plenty of time to experiment and a bright future ahead, no doubt. Now, Lawrence has seen a, a significant growth and popularity over the past several years so uh about how many um uh, about how many bottles on average have been sold annually do you know i've actually uh given some of it away as uh christmas presents uh to some of my customers but we've probably sold i don't know a thousand or so bottles in the last couple of years oh that's nothing to sneeze at at all so <laughs> and plenty more to come as it continues to 
take off, I'm sure. Yeah, we haven't uh, we haven't marketed it really hard. I mean, it's in the local stores in Henderson. Uh, the last time I checked, Sureway stores still had some. D&M Family Foods and uh, Mesker's Tavern. Awesome. So see, that's a that's a start, and we're putting the word out about it today here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass. So you know, pl plenty more to come, and it'll continue to take off. And this this secret won't be a secret much longer. Now, uh, what are uh, what are some of your specific plans and aspirations for the future of Lawrence Barbecue Sauce? Um. You know, it was originally uh, developed. I originally planned to bottle it and pay for her college education. Right. Uh, she's done with college now, so that's pretty much out. So, uh, you know, just sell as much as we can, get it out there, uh, maybe help it with my retirement someday if I ever get to. And uh, you will <laughs> support support my uh, support my hobby of being a pole vault coach and buying pole vaulting poles. There you go. And your, and your barbecue addiction. So, yeah, that too. <laughs> you know, you can kill two birds with one stone. Now, where'd your daughter go to school? Just curious. Uh, she went to Murray, but she's out now. She's, uh, okay. She's a racer. I'm a hilltopper, but we won't hold that against her. Murray's a good school. We're all about showing love to Murray around here as well. And, you know, with cookouts being right around the corner, spring is about to spring. It's, <laughs> about to be prime cook-off season. So you're definitely going to want to get your hands on a bottle of Lawrence to complement any of the meats that you decide to throw on the grill or on a pit. And you just absolutely will not be disappointed. Now, you mentioned as far as places that it's sold here in the Henderson area, Sherway, D&M, and uh, Metzger's. You can buy it by the bottle there. And uh, Metzger's even uh, has it on one of their sandwiches, do they not? Uh, they did. Now, with the COVID, having things shut down and stuff, I haven't been to Mesker's as much lately. So, okay. uh, one time they did have a sandwich that they that they used it on quite regularly. Okay, and they, they might still, so keep your... Uh, you, can always, you can always ask for it. I'm right, sure. exactly. You can always ask. <laughs> I'm sure uh, Mariah and her gang out there at Mesker's would be delighted to hook you up with some on the side, even if it doesn't come on one of their sandwiches still. So go on out there and uh, get a little sample for yourself. Now for our listeners outside of Henderson and other parts of the state, Kevin, uh, tell them how they can get their hands on a bottle of Lauren's barbecue sauce. Well, right now it's only available in those stores. We're working on a website with a store and possibly uh, being able to put links up on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, that's in the process. We just haven't got it done yet mainly because I just have too many things, too many arms in the fire. They can always shoot me an email at kysauces at gmail.com, and I can probably figure out a way to get them uh, a bottle shipped out. There we go. See? So where, where there's a will, there's a way. And Kevin is quite accommodating, so just shoot him an email, and where there's resources, there's a means of sending out barbecue sauce. So Kevin will figure out a way to get some to you if you just uh, contact him via email. Well, we sure enjoyed having you on the show today, Kevin. You've been great. Now, before we let you go, in 30 seconds or less, give us your best sales pitch for Lawrence as a crowd-pleasing concoction for all barbecue connoisseurs. Uh, you know, it's just good on everything. It doesn't matter what you put it on. It's still going to make it better. Um, 
is a sweet tangy sauce and it just uh it tastes good hey that's that's all we need to know it tastes good good on everything including chips so <laughs> you just can't beat that and be sure to check them out at uh, lawrence bbq sauce um well lawrence barbecue sauce to be exact on facebook and you can learn a little more about them there and like Kevin said, shoot him an email. It's ky-sauces at gmail.com. Now, uh, Kevin, you got your first cookout of the season scheduled yet? I have not. Uh, <laughs> it's still up in the air trying to get people together uh, with COVID. Hopefully all of this stuff will get washed away. I have got my vaccine and several other of my other friends have gotten their vaccine. So hopefully our whole group that we barbecue with and get people together we'll get theirs and we can all get together this summer sometime and have a big cookout but absolutely yeah the pandemic has kind of put a put a damper on things kind of well, it has impacted us all but the projections i've been hearing suggest that maybe we'll all be vaccinated by the end of may so <laughs> that'll push us towards the norm sooner than later well <laughs> kevin we've sure enjoyed talking to you and we'll do it again sometime my friend all right. Well, thank you very much for having me. Mark my words, future Pitmasters Grand Champion. It's going to happen. And you can say that you heard Kevin Ferguson first here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass way back when. Now, you need to get your hands on some of his barbecue sauce. It's well worth it, and it's not hard. I don't care where you are within or outside of the state. If you don't have easy access to one of the Henderson area stores, that we were discussing a few minutes ago. No worries. Just shoot Kevin an email. It's kysauces at gmail.com, and he will find a way to get you a bottle of the simply sensational, sweet and tangy Lauren's Barbecue Sauce. And don't forget about them, too, at Lauren's Barbecue Sauce on Facebook. I will link you to their page in my show notes as well. I can taste it now. It's going to make a great addition to whatever you've got in mind for smoking or grilling in the next few months. And I can only imagine what the future holds for Lawrence Barbecue Sauce. I can sense nothing but continued success and prosperity from where I'm sitting. So from barbecue, we turn our attention to the blues in this week's Commonwealth Crowd Pleaser. Now, it's been a little while since we've done one of these. But to refresh, the Commonwealth Crowd Pleaser could be a musician. It could be an author. It could be an athlete. Anybody who wows audiences across the Commonwealth and potentially beyond. And these guys definitely wow. If you've never been to one of their live performances, you're truly missing out. They bring over two-plus decades of music experience to the table. Originating in south-central Kentucky, they call themselves One Shot Johnny. And they will soon be coast-to-coast, border-to-border, as we will hear. In fact, following my discussion with the guys, I have a song waiting in the wings from their newly released album from 2020. And we will talk more about that album, among other hot topics, as we proceed here. So, if you've got the blues, guys and gals, no worries. We've got the cure. Sam Moore proudly presents his Commonwealth Crowd Pleaser. Well, today we have three Commonwealth crowd pleasers. If you're familiar with the uh, blues scene in the bluegrass, no doubt you've heard of them. They've been wowing audiences around Kentuckiana since 1997, and they're still going strong. 
They've uh, been semifinalists in the uh, International Blues Challenge in Memphis, which we'll talk more about later on here. But we are privileged to have them as uh, guests on our show today. And let's welcome Jeremiah Kelly, Joe Shirley, and Randy Colvin, better known together as One Shot Johnny. Hey, how y'all doing? Oh, we just couldn't be better, especially now that y'all are here. We are so thrilled that you were able to uh, take time out of your practice schedule and everything else you've got going on to be a part of the, the show today. Now, I know that Jeremiah plays drums, Joe plays bass, and Randy plays guitar. Now, um, how do you handle lead vocals? Do you all sort of take turns on that? I do most of that. Randy does. Okay, so Randy's the, the, the primary lead singer there. I gotcha. Well, <laughs> cool stuff. Well, we'll, uh, we'll definitely look forward to hearing your track that you sent me to be a part of the show here in just a little bit. But um, first, I found it interesting. We've got a Randy, we've got a Joe, and we've got a Jeremiah. We don't have a Johnny. So that leads us to our first question here. Uh, tell me the story, if you would, behind the name One Shot Johnny. Uh, there's not really much of a story to it. It was just a name we heard somewhere along the line that kind of caught our ear. When we put the band together, we put some names in a hat, and that's the one that came out. Oh, look at you. Just a random drawing. <laughs> but we, do, but we do tell a different story every time. The time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. You make up something else every time somebody asks. <laughs> we don't never let anybody know which one's made up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I must say, the, these guys were, um, there were a few tears being shed. I could just sense it when I told them that I didn't use video. They told me that they rented out all those tuxes for nothing. I told them that I was wearing a suit and tie myself, and not surprisingly, they didn't believe me. But we've got plenty of good audio to go around here, and uh, these are quite talented musicians. And so we'll be sure and let you in on that here shortly when we play their song, which, by the way, is entired, entitled Mad, Tired, and Hungry, which I know a lot of us can relate to that. It, well, all of us, for that matter. We've all been there at one point in time or another. But you gentlemen have been cranking out tunes and performing regularly since 1997. So uh, tell us how the three of you got acquainted and uh, what exactly led to the creation of One Shot Johnny. Uh, well, Joe and I have been in bands together off and on since the early 70s. And I joined a band that he had together in the early 90s. And uh, that's where we met Jeremiah. He came, came to practice a few times and kind of sit in with us. We had no idea. At that time, he would, you know, wind up being the drummer for our, our band. So it was oh. just uh, kind of uh, the way the fate would have it, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> An arrival, uh, a sit-in became part of the band. And <laughs> the rest, as they say, is history. Well, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Where did you um, where did you perform your first gig? I know you slept a night or two since then, but do you remember where that was? Gosh, I really I, don't. I, I don't. Do you remember? My might have, yeah, with, with you with us, it was at the Columbia Fair one or Dare County Fair. Oh, or was it? Well, I think two weeks after 
I started, we had the blues competition, Stevie Ray. That's right. That's correct. Yeah. 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 In 90, oh. It would, it would have been Stevie Ray's in Louisville. Yeah. So Stevie Ray's in Louisville for a blues competition. Yes. I, I'm sure you placed pretty well. We didn't want to put no pressure on Jeremiah or anything, but uh, <laughs> it worked out. I, I think we, I think we came in about fourth that year. Third, third or fourth, yeah. Third or fourth. Hey, that's <laughs> that's nothing to sneeze at for a band that uh, had just gotten started back then. Uh, about how many uh, how many bands were partaking? Do you know? Uh, it was somewhere between 19. nine and twelve. I don't know. It was it was a lot. Was there you go. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty fierce competition there, and quite a bit of it. So not bad for a first gig to finish third or fourth at. Uh, Stevie Ray's in Louisville. Now, uh, your Facebook page describes your music as modern and traditional blues the way we like it. So, tell me about the musical idols who gave you guys the drive to perform and influenced your unique style and influenced the way you like it, shall we say. <laughs> well, that phrase, Jeremiah kind of coined that phrase, which I thought was pretty fitting for the band, but, you know, for me, B.B. Uh, King and, and uh, you know, Allman Brothers and Johnny Winter and some of those guys were early influences. Lord, and, uh, I was born a rambling man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Love me some Allman Brothers. <laughs> yeah. All of the, <laughs> the, the crown jewels in the, in the blues department sort of helped to mold your uh, your style and tradition i know you do a mix of originals and covers um which one wins out would you say you do a few more covers or a few more originals yeah we probably do more covers than originals yeah especially you know just playing venues where you you kind of like to toss the audience a song they can recognize that always seems to kind of you know work pretty well with them yeah, that, that, that always wins them over, and then you can, you know, keep them longer and, and uh, inspire them to hey, stick with you. You get a request for one of our songs, which is pretty gratifying. So that, that Oh, absolutely. Too. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that always makes you feel good, I can imagine. Now, being part of the One Shot Johnny music-making machine most certainly has a number of noteworthy perks. So um, for each of you, and we'll let... Um, whoever wants to start, but um, what have you found to be the most rewarding in terms of your experience with the band? Well, I would say just a camaraderie we have, and uh, uh, we're like, uh, we're more like a family than, uh, than three guys who get together and, and play. Sure. And it, it makes it, uh, it makes it easier. Uh, we relate well when we're playing and that comes for relating well otherwise randy what about you sir well i would agree with joe on that and and plus uh, just the fact that playing together as long as we have uh especially when we are on a string where we're playing quite a bit there gets to be kind of a musical mental telepathy that just almost takes it beyond music you know it's something really gratifying when your bandmates kind of anticipate what each other are doing and it just you know when you really have a good night there's just not much anything better than 
making music. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, the adrenaline starts flowing and the audience sort of feeds you the, the energy yeah. to not only get you through the show, but then <laughs> get you far beyond, I'm sure. I remember Jeff Foxworthy, I remember him talking about him and his fellow uh, blue collar boys going to, you know, late night Denny's and random venues to eat and talk because they just couldn't go to sleep after a show. I'm sure y'all can probably relate to that. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely oh and i didn't i didn't forget about you jeremiah you got anything uh rewarding gratifying uh, i didn't i didn't set aside anything specific to say but i'm just going to agree with randall and joe about it uh just just the, the, the camaraderie and uh sitting around the campfires and also just playing just playing the one one shot johnny instrument we all just fit in as one it's like a glove. Yes, indeed. Or it wouldn't have lasted <laughs> nearly 25 years and still kicking. Now, uh, One Shot Johnny has been making music and smiles for, uh, well, 23 years to be exact. I guess this would be the 24th later this year. So um, in what ways, if any, do you feel like your style has changed or evolved since the band's origination in 1997? I think it has quite a bit, uh, just in the sense of kind of what we mentioned before, that I think in some ways being a three-piece band is an advantage because uh, you feed off each other more and kind of anticipate what each other are doing most of the time. Not always, but most of the time. Sure. And, uh, it's just, uh, I don't know, it, it's a wonderful experience. It really is. Now, how how long do your shows i'm sure you've done shows with varying lengths but about on average how long do y'all usually perform when you take the stage it's about three hours yeah probably three hours would uh it's, yeah, it's some, some a little less some a little more yeah yeah uh, just depending on the gig i know yeah it would average probably three sure <laughs> yeah but that three hours seems like a long time but i know it goes by fast when you're up there jamming on stage and <laughs> if, if it's a good night and the crowd is into it, the night will end too soon. If the crowd's not into it, then it don't end soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure more often than not, in y'all's case, they're into it. I can't, I can't imagine them not being. Now, you gentlemen have been uh, part of countless concerts featuring brilliant blues bands like Jim Diamond and the Groove Syndicate, uh, Big Al and the uh, heavyweights, Studebaker John and the Hawks, among plenty others. So uh, for each of you, again, we'll let uh, whoever start that wants to. Uh, just curious, is there a particular performance that uh, stands out as being the most meaningful or memorable to you? Well, I think the the uh, Blues competition at, at Huntington last year, or actually year before now, um, is probably stands out and and actually the last gig that we played at stevie ray's a little over a year ago now was probably one of the better ones we've ever had there or anywhere and we played there a number of times so right. it was kind of like when things were really getting good then along comes covid so yeah yeah that's another thing that that makes you remember it even more i'm sure the fact that it was the last one before <laughs> all this well, went we down one year we played the Handy Blues Festival, 
and that'll be a memory that I'll always have because after the gig, uh, people were lined up at the fence waiting for yeah. CDs and autographs and whatever. And uh, that that will always stand out in my memory. How about that? And you said that was Handy Fest? Yes. Oh, that's yes. here in Henderson. That's my hometown. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you got the support from <laughs> my fellow Hendersonians. And um, what, what was this uh, competition exactly in Huntington? Uh, it was their Blue Society. They're an um, affiliate of the uh, the Blues Foundation. And um, so uh, Blue Societies that are affiliated with the Blues Foundation hold competitions to determine who goes to the International Blues Challenge in Memphis. Okay. I gotcha. So um, now I know you won the uh, Kentucky Blues Society Best Blues Award and 2017 and i guess that's what um propelled you to memphis that particular year right yeah that was right. kentuckiana blues society yeah Good kentuckiana Lord. yeah we gotta can't leave indiana out there but uh anyway i assume that competition was in louisville wasn't it it yes. was yes it was stevie Wright. Awesome, Stevie Rice. and then <laughs> from there you uh, went to memphis and that leads us to our next item of business here on the agenda. In 2018, you guys took your talents down there um, to Memphis, where you were semifinalists in the International Blues Challenge. So um, why don't you describe your experience competing for um, all the marbles and tell us what you gained or learned from partaking in this event? The event overall was just a blast. Everybody there was just so friendly, and the, the, Joe was talking about it earlier. There's, there's never, ne never any uh, high, high chins walking around. It's just everyone's equal and just there to have a good time. All the musicians from all over the United States, uh, everybody just rooting everybody else on. It was, uh, it was just, um, it was, it was wonderful. It was great. We met a lot of people that uh, we would have never met uh, if we hadn't made it to that competition. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. And if, you, if you're going to compete, that's the type of competition you want. You want a friendly competition where, sure. you know, everybody's happy for the winner. And um, like you said, there were bands from all across the, uh, the nation. So I guess one from each state. Well, I, I think some states probably had more than one right. because they would have more than one uh, 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 blue society. So uh, some states had more than one, and some states probably didn't have any. But mm -hmm. I, I think it was 252 acts. Mm -hmm. I believe that was right. And I mean, there were bands from uh, you know Europe, Australia, and, and just all over the place. So. Hence the name International Blues Challenge for sure. Now, um, where exactly was this held in Memphis? Oh, on Bill Street. Oh, okay. So you just performed oh, outside on Bill. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Now, what's the uh, what's the farthest y'all have ever gone to perform a gig? Just curious. Mm. It probably Memphis, I guess. <laughs> Is that the? <laughs> I know most of them were in uh, in Kentuckyana, but um, I knew there'd have to be at least a few outliers. So <laughs> Memphis is grand champion so far. 
Oh yeah. By the time you play there three nights running, uh, you feel like you belong right there on Beale Street. And you're not even thinking about wanting to go home. You're just thinking about wanting to stay on Beale Street and play every night. Yeah. <laughs> even after the competition was over, you're like, man, <laughs> why don't yeah. let's just camp out down here and uh, perform right. a few more nights. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Your most recent effort from 2020 is uh, entitled Muddy River Rising. And this features a number of your uh, musical masterpieces. So for those who have not yet had the pleasure, why don't you give us an overview of what we can expect while taking in this splendid CD, Muddy River Rising? Well, it's, it's a pretty broad palette of stuff. Uh, there's, uh, you know, what I guess you would say jump blues and, and uh, some, uh, some kind of boogie stuff. And, and what I refer to as a little gut bucket blues and some of it is uh you know more of um deep blues uh you know slow blues type of stuff gut, uh, bucket, gut bucket blues i like it <laughs> blues ballad uh, you know just uh shuffle tunes and then a little jazz influence which is on the track that you uh, that you have there oh yeah i noticed that yep I, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll hear that in the the transition between between a couple of the verses and uh that track by the way as we mentioned is mad tired and hungry is that an original or a cover uh, they're all originals they're all yeah okay so every, everything on muddy river rising is an original yeah mad tired and hungry coming up here very very momentarily y'all have sure been a blast we've sure been privileged to have you on the show today now what's next on the agenda for one shot johnny to play again. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. get vaccinated and go play. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, a bunch of your fellow musicians would second that in a heartbeat. And uh, hopefully this spring and summer, the uh, festivals will open at least at a limited capacity and you'll be able to do your thing and went over plenty of hearts but in the meantime y'all can check them out it's one shot johnny on facebook and they have like i said their most recent album money river rising just came out last year before that rhythm and dues from 2017 and um times like these was their uh, third to most recent album how many uh, how many albums do y'all have all together at this point the live one there was a live one i think makes it Six, six, yeah, yeah, six, yeah. counting the live. Yeah. Oh, six. Okay, so so six counting the live. Where was this? Uh, where was this live album recorded? Germantown in Louisville, Germantown Blues Fest. Oh, Germantown Blues Fest. Awesome. <laughs> that's that's cool stuff. Well, we'll have to check that out among um, all of the others. We wish y'all nothing but the best. I know that you'll be able to get out sooner than later hopefully handy fest again sooner than later gentlemen that'd be great yeah <laughs> yeah i'll definitely make sure that i'm in the front row on that particular night well thank y'all for taking time to join us today we look forward to hearing your song and we'll also look forward to chatting with you again down the road hopefully 
will tell you a different story about the band name. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll be sure. I'll I'll recycle that question, and next time we talk, I'll uh, I'll expect a different answer for the story behind One Shot Johnny. So <laughs> you've got time to brainstorm about it between now and then. Well, y'all rock, and we look forward to chatting with you soon. All right. Bye bye. Just genuine, down-to-earth gentlemen. That's one-shot Johnny in a nutshell. What you hear with those guys is certainly what you get. It was certainly a pleasure chatting with them for the show. Their talents most certainly speak for themselves. And before we did this interview, I asked them to choose for me a selection that they would like to be included on the show. Now, not surprisingly, they chose one from their most recent 2020 album entitled Muddy River Rising. The song is called Mad, Tired, and Hungry. Now, when you think of the blues, you very well may think of something kind of mellow, smooth sailing, and there's nothing wrong with that, but no, this is anything but. It's a toe tapper, so if you need a little pick-me-up, this is just what the doctor ordered. It's a pick-me-up blues style, Mad, Tired, and Hungry, from the 2020 album Muddy River Rising, it's One Shot Johnny on Blabbing in the Bluegrass.
Baby, don't say a word to me. I don't wanna say something that I might regret. Hurt your feelings and make you mad at me. Bad, tired, and hungry. Honey, just let me be. I know I sound like a grouch, but I need some time on the couch to just slip away into a dream. Man, tired and hungry. That's what's the matter with me. Baby, how about them apples? Jeremiah Kelly, Joe Surley, and Randy Colvin, better known professionally as One Shot Johnny. That is Mad, Tired, and Hungry from their Hot Off the Press 2020 album entitled Muddy River Rising. Good, good stuff. They also sent me the title track from that album to listen to, and I gotta tell you, it did not disappoint either. Well worth your time to see these guys. You gotta get out and see them once the music starts again. They've been at Handy Fest here in my hometown of Henderson several years ago, and uh, when they come back, I'm definitely going to make it a point to be there because I know that I will be in for a heck of a treat and a killer, killer show, and you will too, whether you see them at Handy Fest or any other venue or festival for that matter. You need to make time. It is in your best interest because they are great musicians and even better people. It was definitely a pleasure talking with One Shot Johnny, and I greatly, greatly appreciate their time taken to be with us on Blabbing in the Bluegrass today. Also had a blast speaking with Kevin Ferguson, the founder and creator of Lauren's Barbecue Sauce, named after his daughter. You need to get your hands on some of that as well for your spring and summer cookouts. You're definitely going to need it. It is a necessity. It wouldn't just be a plus. It is essential. you got to have Lauren's Barbecue Sauce on hand for your spring and summer festivities. It is absolutely a requirement. And before I let you go, we do have the long-awaited answer to the Bluegrass Brain Buster, which we told you about back at the beginning of the program. A lot of you I know are brand loyal when it comes to your soft drinks. I'm not particularly. I mean, I like them all. I'll drink anything if I'm thirsty enough, but 
Some of you only drink Coke. Some of you only drink RC, sometimes Pepsi. Interestingly enough, a Kentucky community has annually led the nation in per capita consumption of Pepsi Cola for a number of years. I wanted you to name that community. Again, what Kentucky community has annually led the nation in per capita consumption of Pepsi Cola? That would be our friends in Pikeville. Absolutely, Pikeville has the honorable, unique distinction of leading the nation in per capita consumption of Pepsi Cola. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing to be ashamed of, Pikeville. That is something to be proud of. Pepsi creates a number of great tasting products that are great for cooling the palates and, you know, the rest of the nation, maybe not everybody has caught on, but you people in Pikeville have, and you're to be commended. That's right, folks. Pikeville leads the nation, has led the nation annually in per capita consumption of Pepsi. One of the things you'll, well, maybe not only learn on blabbing in the bluegrass, but it's one of the primary places I would like to think where you can learn this sort of stuff. And I'll have another bluegrass brain buster for you next week, as well as more great fun, great conversation. It won't be the same without you. I hate talking to myself, so come on back. Email me between now and then, bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. Also visit me on the Facebook page. All you got to do is search Blabbing in the Bluegrass FB. It will land you on the page. All of my previous episodes are there. You can also stay up to date with additional information. Make comments, leave messages. Let me hear from you. I don't care how you do it. I just care that you do it. Make sure that you are heard from. And meet me right back here next week. In the meantime, gang, you know your assignment. Keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep blabbing in the bluegrass. Because we're blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide because we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.